If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about coaching and uh, asking the right questions. And uh, if you want to connect with us at Bravehearts for Kids or braveheartsforkids.org, braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the past episodes on podcast and the show link section. And there's also a handy place to donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us uh, continue that. Uh, today, my guest is Pete Walsh, master coach. And uh, he's uh, he's a guy that uh, I, I haven't had a lot of conversations with Pete, but uh, he's a nationally re- recognized leader in professional coaching and uh, helps people and families achieve breakthrough results. Uh, you can reach him at peakcoach.com. That's P-E-A-K-C-O-A-C-H.com. And, uh, well, welcome, Pete. Brian, thanks for having me with you today. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I, I mentioned it. Uh, I always start with a story, and I love to make connections. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Paige Larson uh, referred you to me, and uh, Paige's mm-hmm. mom and dad, uh, Craig and Shelley, have been on the, on the show uh, back in uh, December. And uh, Paige's grandfather, Craig's dad, uh, Frank, was on our show in uh, in March this year. Now, I grew up in Valley City, North Dakota, where uh, where the Larson family is from. And uh, one of the things that I remember talking with Frank about was, uh, you know, about the time he was starting his uh, banking businesses uh, in Oaks, North Dakota. I was down there playing baseball for the valley city little league team and i remember the fence in left field there was 285 feet because hmm. that was uh, that was a i remember hitting a home run there and i i told wow. frank about that it's like he, he was probably he was probably in town that day <laughs> oh wow but, but long way of making a connection you and i talked about uh talked about a home run and uh, I titled today's episode "I'll Hit a Home Run for You." So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the uh, that, that's the int- introduction for you to have a story, I guess. That's great, and uh, I did tell you that story. I was actually at church with my wife and children in 1997, and the sermon that day was about finding your special gift. And I prayed in that moment. And I said, help me find what mine is because I know I'll hit a home run for you. Those were my exact words. And three days later, a friend of mine who owned a construction company said, my coach said this. And I said, your coach? What's that? And she said, somebody that helps us develop our plans and hold us accountable. And my life turned on a dime. I said, you're kidding. That's a job. Wow. I had no idea. (laughs) I was a coaching leader. Actually, I had 150 employees and I was coaching and developing people really before professional coaching was uh, emerging as a profession. And uh, my life turned on a dime and I went home and asked Karen if I could start over And she thought about it for a little bit and said that I could. And I uh, got coaching training and went out and started coaching leaders in companies. And I've been doing that for about 20 years. And I get to work with people all over the world and just feel very blessed to, as you said, ask good questions. And, you know, the brave part is helping people see things they're either unwilling or unable to see. So a good coach will really stretch someone past their comfort zone. And that's a really, you know, that's the gift of coaching. Yeah, I've worked with a couple of, of coaches. Um, my, my first coach was, uh, was Marcy Narum. 
back in uh, from Bismarck. And uh, Marcy was uh, was uh, was starting out uh, in her coaching business. She'd been in the uh, the newscasting business for many years, and uh, was mm. was a, a longtime friend. Uh, and she, I was I was I, th- I think we referred to it as her beta test uh, because uh, it, I was she was new to it, and I I, I remember doing a, a little video testimonial for her a few months later. Mm. And the testimonial was something to the effect that uh, I used to I used to say that um, working with a personal trainer was the best investment I'd ever made, and uh, mm. a personal tra- personal trainer you know get physically fit. And uh, I, I realized after working uh, with a coach for a while that that uh, working with a professional coach is the best investment because it's like a personal trainer mm. for your for your mind and your attitude and your and your possibilities yeah. so yeah that's yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a great profession and uh, uh, the the theme that we have uh, with Bravehearts radio this uh, this summer is along the lines of do what you can right now uh, so yeah. that's something that uh, you know people are wondering well you know I want to I want to help change the world you know what what can I do? Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm not putting you on the spot with the answer for that because it's different for everyone, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think again back to the beginning that coaching is really about stretching yourself, and I think right now with everything we've all been going through collectively that a lot of people are stopping and taking time to think about what matters most to them, what's important. And again, that's a important part of coaching. A coach can help someone sort out what are the different choices and possibilities. But I do think it's great that folks might be stepping back for a moment and thinking, how can I make a bigger difference? And if life is precious and life is short, how do I make the most out of my time that I have? And then, as you know, nothing is easy. Um, One of the backdrops of my work is a study of work from a gentleman out of Florida State University, and he studied the highest performers in athletics, medicine, performing arts. And he found that the people that were the very best, it really wasn't about talent. It was about something called deliberate practice. And deliberate practice is choosing to practice certain things in a very certain way that stretches you past your current capacity. So it's been a cornerstone of my work for about 20 years is really helping people identify a few skills that they want to get better at or something that they want to become very good at and then practicing toward that every day. And so, as you know, coaching is a lot about self-reflection. Like, you know, I'm helping people practice just stopping and getting quiet and being thoughtful about what's important to them. And like me, how I got my mission, and I love your thing, and I love how you call yourself the mission specialist, how I found my mission was getting quiet and asking, and it unfolded to me. It kind of came to me. And so, you know, in today's world, it's really difficult for many people just to simply quiet their brain and think about things because they're, they're constantly bombarded with news and all sorts of things. And so, you know, one of the first deliberate practices I try to help people with is to become more mindful and, uh-huh. and just really set aside some quiet time to um, get in touch with what's most important to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. Um, that mindful, mindfulness and quiet contemplation, you know, you know when, when you say I found, I found my mission, I'm very blessed to have found my mission, uh, my mission and I, I read that as mission specialist. My, 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 my favorite, favorite thing uh, is... Uh, is the idea that um, 
I'm, I'm, I can help people find their aha moment. And, mm. and uh, that, that aha moment that's, that's with us. And it, and it, it was one of, my, one of my favorite recollections of the coaching experience is the idea that, oh, yeah, that was, I, I knew that. You know, and and thanks for not mm. telling, because I think yeah. that's what a, that a great coach does is you don't you don't necessarily tell somebody what they should do. You help them. You help draw that out from them, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, one of the most important, you know, assumptions in coaching is is that the client has all of the answers. You know, so an expert model, a consultant model is that I'm going to bring you information you don't have, but the coaching model really is about that you have all of the information you need. We just need to help you get quiet, ask yourself the difficult questions, hold yourself accountable to taking action. That's the other thing. I mean, many people can have an aha moment, but many times they don't do anything about it. So, you know, partly working with a coach is when you have an aha moment and think, oh, I really would like to pursue X, that then the coach encourages you and helps you take action toward X. And so coaching is very much about moving things forward, about progress. I've said for years, you know, you can go to a training class and get some great ideas, but then the old you shows up three days later. So coaching is really about sustainable change in behavior and it sounds like you had some good aha moments and probably some great results out of your coaching experience yeah it's been good uh we're gonna we're gonna get back to the uh, practice of deliberate practice when we get back from the break uh talking with pete walsh here on uh, bravehearts radio on the voice america variety channel stick with us and we'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about coaching and asking the right questions. Uh, you can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org bravehartsradio.org and find all the past episodes. Um, we're also setting up our mission building retreats and thought leader summits by Zoom now. So if you'd like to participate in these, connect with me at mission specialist 
at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Today our guest is Pete Walsh. He's Master Coach, and uh, you can connect with him at PeakCoach.com. Uh, that's P-E-A-K-C-O-A-C-H dot com. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you want to give out your, your personal email there, or uh, what do you think? I'd be glad to. It's Pete. It's actually Pete, P-E-T-E, at peakcoach.com. So peak like mountaintop and coach, peakcoach.com. And uh, I would love to hear from anyone and be glad to be of help in any way that I can answer any questions or even provide a little coaching support. And uh, like you, I'm on a mission to, you know, really help people make the most of their lives and be brave in their lives and being in service to others. And so I think those of us that are fortunate to find something that we love to do and be of service to others is really uh, a great way to make the world a better place, right? Yeah, we talked. You know, we we talked about the idea of um, of uh, you know the the service to others and and happiness, and that's something that's mm. been a premise and premise of the show from the beginning. Is that was one of my, one of my mentors uh, early on, uh, and through you know throughout my my life has been Albert Schweitzer, and I never met him mm. in person. Uh, but uh, Albert Schweitzer had had some great thoughts, and one of them was that he said, "I don't know what your destiny will be, but I, I do know that the only ones among you who will be truly happy are those who have sought and found a way to be of service to others." And that mm-hmm. idea of when he says true happy, uh, that you know, there's there is a joy in being of of service to others. And it's and it's it's that that that's that's what you find on the show here is that we've got people that are, that are from all different perspectives uh, on on doing good work in in one way or another. That's something that lights them up, that lights their fire, and and that's uh, that's exciting to work with. Yeah, so yeah. fortunate, so fortunate, and there are numerous opportunities to be of service. And so that's the other thing I would encourage people to do is to, you know, challenge themselves, look around, listen. That was the other thing that I had to do. I had to listen. And so you need to ask how you can be of service, and then you need to listen. And opportunities might be right in front of you that you're missing. And so, you know, I want to encourage people to be bold, be brave, ask, and then Make sure they can be quiet and pay attention because there's a lot of opportunity to be of service. When you describe how you got into coaching, Pete, you said that uh, one of the things that you did, you asked Karen if it was okay for you to do this. And, uh, and then you listened to her answer. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that... Uh, it seems like it seems like that's uh, that's actually a, a, a pretty good uh, pretty good way to go, and that 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 leads me to the idea that you you do family coaching, right? I do. Yeah, I work with family businesses that have successful uh, ongoing businesses, and then back to this idea before the break of deliberate practice. I teach them how to communicate with each other you'd be amazed or maybe you wouldn't be that surprised, but we're just not great communicators at times. And in families, it can be even trickier. So again, I'd like to have them think of themselves as a group of musicians, you know, like how to hit different notes. But I teach people how to communicate with each other, how to um, say what they need from each other, how to give each other feedback, both positive and uh, constructive criticism. This is something we're not very good at in our relationships. So really, you know, learning how to communicate about what you need and then learning how to give others feedback. And really, uh, as I said, positive or constructive criticism. Sometimes in families, we're really good at 
teasing each other or picking on each other or even complaining. Another gift, another skill is to learn how to genuinely express gratitude or appreciation for each other. And one of my favorite exercises with a family is to teach them how to do that. Then put them in a room and make them do that. And then watch the emotions, watch the, uh, you know, the tears start to flow and, and people really saying wonderful things that they don't normally or comfortably say to each other. And that's a, just a really special thing. And you said a minute ago about caring and listening. And one of the other things that I tell people is say what's on your heart. You know, when you meet someone, like when I met you, I could tell in a few minutes, really, about your heart and your warm heart and your genuine wanting to be of service to others. So many times with people, I say, say what's on your heart. Speak from your heart. That's not that difficult if you can begin to practice that and, and again, listen to what's on your heart. So with these families, many times we we start with the fundamentals and just really get them to learn how to communicate to each other. And, um, you know, you'd think that was easier, but, you know, and you and I, we've joked also because we've been married. I think you've been married even longer than I have. I've been married for 33 years. And, you know, when we're in a relationship like that, we get kind of caught in some ways of listening to each other that maybe aren't always the best. So even if we've been in a long-term relationship, we have to keep practicing, you know, learning how to communicate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. You know, and, and uh, it, it seems like, uh, well, it, sometimes I think our, our families are the hardest people for us to communicate with. And uh, maybe that's been your experience too. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we have some of the easiest uh, communication relationships, but, uh, you know, they, it can be two sides of the same coin, I suppose. Is that what you found? Yeah. And when you're, yeah. And when you're in a family business, so then you, your family's complicated to begin with. And we have all this history and baggage and sibling rivalry. And then we add, the element of business over top of it, and it even becomes more complicated. So, you know, with these families and in these businesses, we try to get them to stand back and say, what is most important to us? What do we value? And your values can act as a, as a guidepost. So, you know, Stephen Covey was a gentleman that was very famous for this many years ago. And he talked about families, even having a family mission statement, and a value statement. And so for some families, and for most people, actually, they, they can be responding to the world, kind of picture a boat out on an ocean, you know, or kind of getting tossed about. But when you have your values clearly stated, you have your mission clearly stated, it really gives you kind of the North Star to keep your eyes on. So even in the midst of the, you know, tumultuous daily waters, your, vi your vision and your values and your mission kind of guide you. So that's a great place to start with families and a, a great thing, a great exercise really for any of your listeners is to just to really stop. And that's one of the first things we do in coaching is to say, what's important to you? What do you value? And, you know, we all have different values and that's okay. And what's important is learning to articulate those and really learning to look for them or learn how to create them in your life. You know, as an example, I, I really value humor. I value playfulness. So in my work that I do and for the clients that I work with, and even in my own family, we like to have a little humor. We like to have a little bit of fun. And, you know, the brain scientists have proven actually that when you have access to the creative part of your brain or the fun part of your brain, it, it actually makes your creativity go up big time from there. So, you know, like sometimes I've worked with really serious people and it's like trying to teach them and see if they can uh, learn to have a little bit of fun along the way. So for families and for partnerships is to really 
define what's important to us. And then what does that look like in action? That's another form of a deliberate practice we do with folks is to help them articulate their vision and values. Yeah, that's you know that the uh, when you when you say sense of humor and fun, it's like um, uh, I, I consider a sense of humor one of the, one of the one of the most important things about who I am, and I I have a slogan when you have when you have more fun you get more done, and it's you know beyond the slogan you just described why that why that works is because you know humor and fun activates creativity, right? It really does. Now, for some families and for some people, they can use humor almost in the wrong way. So again, like with some families, they've learned how to tease each other a lot. So, and that's another part of coaching. Again, like a maybe a good vo- vocal coach will help you hear different ranges, different notes. So a lot of my work is about self-awareness and what I call reflective practitioner. And what that means is I'm going to think about how I'm going to perform, then I'm going to perform, and then afterwards I'm going to review, you know, moment by moment how the performance went. So when people become more aware, they can start to make sure that they're using humor in a very supportive, productive way. But yes, humor is just a really important thing. And, you know, isn't it maybe more important than ever now in the world that we're living in? You know, that just seems like there's such intensity and such anger and such fear. And so, again, I sometimes call it also lightness, like L-I-G-H-T-N-E-S-S, lightness. So to have a yeah. little bit of lightness about what we're doing can really make a big difference. Yeah, you know when you when you said you know describing the process of thinking, then doing, then reflecting, it sounds a lot like the the um, uh, the formula for a good speech. You know, I've I've been uh, been uh, involved in Toastmasters uh, for for about forty years, I suppose, and and uh, uh, National Speakers Association, and the idea of tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them sounds a, a lot like uh, like the the reflective uh, practitioner uh, model there. Well, and you, I may have shared that story with you. I was into my coaching career several years, and my mother, of all people. And said to me, you need to go to Toastmasters. And I said, Mom, I'm a professional coach. And she said, go to my Toastmasters group. And I went to it, and they really stretched me, taught me a lot, learned to practice vocal variety and use of hands and props and a lot of different things. And so you and I, that's another thing we have in common. I think everybody ought to go to the Toastmasters group, the local Toastmasters group, and work on their speech, uh, their, their public speaking. And the other thing that in coaching, Brian, that I think, again, that you'll appreciate, one of my early teachers, Wayne Dyer, said every word either gives power or takes power away. And so when we become thoughtful and aware of that, and when we pay attention to our speech, we can get better at creating words and dialogue and story that empowers people and builds them up and doesn't tear them down. So I really love the idea of that. It's something I pay attention to. We all have, you know, negative self-talk that we can, that can kind of creep into our mind and uh, a great book that I read years ago, how the way we talk can change the way we work. And Robert Keegan out of Harvard, and he talks about when you go into a company or you're on a team or you're in a family, you can hear the way they talk. You can hear, is it, you know, a victim story? Is it a hero story? My mother, there was a lot of difficult things that happened for me early in my life and in our family. And my mom just kept reiterating you can be whatever you want to be, whatever you set your mind to. You know, life's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to it. And, and that just ingrained, that, that set a backdrop. And for some organizations or some families, they're not even aware of 
the backdrop they're creating with their speaking. So that's another way that self-awareness can really help you understand, you know, what's the, what is the vibe in our locker room here? What's the vibe on our team and how do we impact that? And we impact it with how we speak. So important. You know, when, when you, when you said what your, what your mom told you, you know, the, the one, one thing that my mom said to me more than anything else that, that I recollect is, uh, you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And she, and she, re- you know, I, I, I didn't really realize that, that, you know, that how true that was until, uh, until much later than, you know, cause that would yeah. tell me that when I was a kid and, and my parents had something on their refrigerator and it was a quote. It said, uh, uh, life is 10% what happens to you, 90% what you do about it. Yeah. And see, those are, those are words. When they, when they spoke those words or when they put them in front of you, they created a new possibility. And one of my favorite stories is when uh, John F. Kennedy said, we'll have a man on the moon by the end of the decade. There was that, he just made that up. He like that was a declaration that he made, which then created an opportunity for a bunch of smart men and women to work very hard toward creating that reality, which it then became a reality. And it's the same thing with our country, actually, the Declaration of Independence. And we just had our Fourth of July holiday. But those are all declarations that we make. You calling yourself the mission specialist, that's a declaration that you make that then encourages you or supports you to show up the way you show up on your radio show. Can you see that? And so that's the thing as a coach, when we can help people try to understand the power of creation that they have, the power that they have within themselves to get clear about what they want, and then in their speaking, to begin to create new possibilities. You know, I, I really, uh, I, I'm glad you brought up the, the John Kennedy speech uh, about uh, uh, the, the putting a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth, because uh, my, uh, my article that I write for LinkedIn uh, on on June sixth, uh, uh, a month ago today, uh, was was titled "Why the Moon? Why does Rice play Texas? Why not?" And <laughs> what what I think it, it's it's definitely among my all time favorite speeches is that that John Kennedy at Rice University in September of nineteen sixty two, and uh, you know why do why why do we choose to do this? Uh, not because it's easy, because it's hard, because it brings out the best in us, and it's a challenge that we're not willing to to put off, and it's a challenge that we will win. And uh, I think that that's that's very appropriate to have that kind of a mindset in in times like uh, like we, like we live in it. And you know, he's he, that's almost sixty years ago. So it was it was appropriate then. It's appropriate now. I I'd say it's probably a timeless way of thinking. Yeah, and to get people to think about, and that's something I'm, you know, concerned about at times is that we've forgotten that it takes hard work. It takes hard work to achieve important things. And our country was obviously created and got to where it was through a lot of hard work. And we're being asked to do some hard work again right now. And that's how it works, though. And I think at times we maybe and I, look, I, I've been very blessed. I was born and raised at a great time in our country that maybe we think things should be easier, should be easier than they are. So I think that's an important thing to remember. And, and again, a value that perhaps was one of the cornerstones of our country, which is hard work and dedication. And, you know, you think of Tom Brokaw talked about the greatest generation and, and I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of people from that generation and they're just so hardworking and humble and conservative. And I'm not sure those would 
be the terms we use for some of the younger generation. And, uh, and I believe in the best in people. And I believe that my kids that are in their thirties now are a lot smarter than, than I was or our generation. And they need to remember that it takes a lot of hard work and it takes time to achieve a certain level of success that, uh, that usually doesn't come quickly. It takes time. It's, it's a, uh, you know, you're in it for the long haul. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember right now, perhaps with everything that's going on. Well, uh, you know, we, we've got we've got so many topics. I think we could uh, we could take up uh, we could do a series, Pete. Uh, we we got going to go to a little bit of a break here now, and then we'll be back to uh, uh, to finish up today's show. Uh, uh, stick with us on Brave Hearts Radio. I've got my guest, uh, Master Coach Pete Walsh, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You are listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about coaching. Uh, you can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can also find a place to donate there if you like what we're doing and would like to help us to continue this. Uh, we're also setting up our mission-building uh, retreats, Thought Leader Summits, uh, by Zoom. That's uh, an adventure now. And if you want to connect with me on that, it's uh, Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Uh, my guest today is Pete Walsh. He's a master coach. He has a website to catch him is at PeakCoach.com. That's P-E-A-K Coach.com. Also, FamilyBusinessPerformance.com. It's Family Business Performances, uh, as if it were all one word. And uh, Pete at uh, peakcoach.com. That's an uh, email for Pete. Uh, Pete, uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, family business performance. Um, that, that's, uh, that's very intriguing to me. Well, you know, business is a competitive sport. And at the Family Business Performance Center, we've got different assessments, different ways for you to score yourself, your family, your team, and it's an important thing to do. So I was in a 75-year-old family business. We had 300 employees. And sometimes when you've been in a 
business and been successful for a long time, you can begin to read your own press, I guess, as we would say. But uh, if we look in the world of sports or we look in performers, the people that are the very best, they keep growing and evolving and, you know, really never rest on their laurels. So another important aspect of coaching is to have a way to step back and objectively assess yourself. So there's some great free tools there that will really help people start to look at places where they might do work. And when you talked about that at the beginning of the show and your coach, a really important part of a coaching process is to assess where you are and set goals to where you want to go to. So good coaches will usually have uh, some tools for you to use, some kind of self-scoring things. And so it's a really important part. And, and I invented something recently called the Family Business Decathlon, which is like a board game. What I found was many families, when I say to them, did you play board games as a family? Well, sure, we did. We played Monopoly or Life or Risk or different things. So the Family Business Decathlon is a board game where at the beginning you say, where are you? And again, this could be in a relationship. It could be in a parenting relationship. But you say on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing right now on a scale of 1 to 10? And then what would make it better? And then people will say, I'm a 7, and this one thing's bothering me. So the beginning of the game is for you to kind of say where you are. And then secondly, to say what would make it better. And then the third part is to explore what are the one or two things I could do? Like I was just thinking about the COVID thing. I say, well, I'm a seven, but COVID's really got me distracted. What's the one or two things I should do differently? Well, spend less time reading the news each day or spend more time being grateful for what I have. And so it's to assess where are you? How could you get better? What are a couple steps that you would take? And then before the game is over, you practice expressing appreciation, another important deliberate practice. So just to say, go around the room and say, express appreciation for one part of our relationship or one part of our life right now and have people do that. And uh, so I've developed several tools that will kind of take people through kind of a mini do-it-yourself coaching session. And uh, I have a daily gratitude exercise I do in the morning. I have one in the evening. So this idea of deliberate practice, doing a certain thing a certain way, is really a great way to get better at what you do. Well, that you know that uh, when you mentioned gratitude, you know you 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 had me at gratitude as as, as, as to paraphrase the saying, right? Um, I I believe that uh, you know gratitude is the beginning of all good things, and I, I have to relate back to uh, my uh, another coach that I had, Rebecca Riggs, uh, from uh, from out California, and uh, I remember at Thanksgiving, right about Thanksgiving time. Uh, one year, I was uh, had a coaching call with her set up, and um, we uh, I, I was expecting. Well, okay, we're gonna. It's getting towards the end of the year. We're going to be talking about about goals for next year, and uh, we we got to that. But we began our conversation. Uh, she said, "Well, before you start thinking about what you want next, let's look back at what." you've achieved what we've achieved over the last year and uh, and and talk about that with gratitude and that that was that was really a uh, that was a big aha moment for me because we we uh, we I started doing something I call a personal retreat at the holidays at that point and have done that for a few years now where each holiday I'll sit down and I'll begin by listing you know what what's going well and uh, before we start thinking about what's next well, it's an important thing to do, and you could almost do that every day. I mean, really, right now, more than ever, I'm just so grateful for my health every day and for the health of those around me. So that's something you could practice every day. And the other thing that I think she did, which is beautiful also, is to avoid, you know, the hedonistic treadmill. I mean, we're very competitive, 
society. And so, yes, constantly wanting more. So again, there's a balance in there. There is this balance of really acknowledging and appreciating what you have and finding one or two things that you want to improve upon, but not getting too stuck in one one side or the other of that equation. So balancing gratitude and challenging yourself to, I say, reach your potential. And so I'm a golfer and that doesn't come terribly easy to me. And, and my goal is to simply get as good as I can get with this body and this skill set that I have. And so chasing your potential, reaching for your potential is really a great uh, lens to look through, if you will. Yeah, golf, golf is, a, is, a, is a, you know, that is a, a tough game. I, I remember coming home from a, a game of golf and my, my, uh, my, my son, who was five at the time, asked uh, if I won. And my, my buddy, who's very diplomatic, uh, Steve, he said, uh, you know, in golf, it's not whether you win or lose, but how much fun you had. And your, your papa did get to hit the ball more than anyone else. So, uh, <laughs> matter of perspective. Uh, you, you mentioned the decathlon. I think when, the first time we talked, uh, I, I told you I used to do the decathlon a long time ago, and uh, and uh, I, I thought uh, it, there's there's um, uh, you can be you can be good at you can be good at uh, the, the, the people that do the decathlon really well are are really good at a lot of different things. Most of us are not that good at uh, at all of those things. Uh, but at that uh, familybusinessperformance.com, uh, some some uh, some helpful tools and and uh, things that uh, the, the listeners they can look into and, and get some some good ideas to uh, to get them started on on uh, on some good things there. I think sounds like there's some lots of free tools. My son is a filmmaker. We've made over 50 videos. There's access to a lot of those free videos and. You know, we just do live in a wonderful time where there's so much good information like the work you're doing every week that people can really educate themselves. And, you know, like listening to your show, that's a deliberate practice for people to take on. And and uh, we're just really are in such a blessed time for you and I, for people that are in service to others and teaching and for people that are learning. And I met with a young man a couple of days ago and I said, what books are you list- Are you reading? What teachers are you listening to? I mean, the information age with podcasts and videos, there's just so much good knowledge available. And, uh, you know, we're just really blessed to be here in this time. And you, you have a book, uh, Coach... To win the leadership game. I do, yeah. I've coached to win the leadership game. I also have something called the Family Business Playbook, which is another book. It's a binder with lots of different exercises on the things that we talked about earlier on setting vision, values, goals, goal setting, giving each other feedback, doing performance reviews. The Family Business Playbook is really a very practical handbook of exercises that a family can use if they have a family business or even not in a family business. Some of those things are all very applicable as well. Yeah. What, uh, what are you, what are you reading right now that uh, inspires you? I'm reading a book right now about Buddhism and Christianity of all things. And, and I am a Christian, I'm a Catholic and, uh, but I'm reading about Buddhism and, which I'm very intrigued and Buddhism is about loving compassion. It's about being compassionate for yourself and for others. And it's something that I think we're missing right now in our country that we need to have more compassion for each other. I believe that we have some different opinions and we have some different ideas about how we get from point A to point B. And I, I don't fault any of that. What I want for us and that's a coaching technique as well, too, is to say what I want for you, what I want for us is to have more compassion and understanding for our, each other's viewpoints and each other's journey along the way. And so I'm really intrigued with that. I think that loving compassion, they call it in Buddhism, is really important. 
really important. And I think right now that we've slipped a little bit into uh, a more combative, more uh, more anger than we should have. And, you know, we're going to have different opinions, but I still believe that we have one of the greatest countries on the planet. We have unbelievable opportunity ahead of us. And when we can focus on that, we can do whatever we want to do. And I guess we can go back to John Kennedy's talk about, you know, where's the next big mark we should put out there and, and work toward? Because when we, when we get working toward that, we'll, uh, it'll be a better place. I, you know, I, I think you've, you've nailed that. Um, the, uh, the, the, the story that I wrote uh, on, on June 6th, uh, and with uh, Robert Kennedy's question or statement where he said, some men see things as they are and ask why I do things that never were and ask why not. Well, that uh, was put out on the 51st anniversary of, uh, of, of his 52nd anniversary of his uh, death. Uh, Bobby Kennedy was killed uh, in on June 6th of 1968. Mm. So we've been, uh, time has flown by, Pete. Uh, we're talking with uh, Pete, Master Coach, about coaching, asking the right questions on Bravehearts Radio. Remember to check us out on bravehartsforkids.org. Please consider donating now. And uh, do go to peakcoach.com or familybusinessperformance.com for more information and uh, some some great uh, tools uh, to, for your family and your businesses. Uh, plan to join us every uh, Monday, p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can work time zones for where you live. Uh, next week, we're talking about empowerment, leadership, integrity. We'll have as our guest, Rosie Zelinska. She's been on the show before. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well, stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. <laughs>